1: My name is
2: Janet. I'm Helen. And it's Mel. It's been a while, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it's been a long time. Last time we recorded or released an episode was back in May. Oh my gosh, it's like half a year ago almost. A lot has happened in that time. We have so many topics we want to hit in season three, but before we do that, we need to catch up. So, who wants to start? How about Janet? Janet?
0: Okay, time out. So Janet just had a birthday recently. Yes, and she is now. Should we announce your age? She's
1: I now am. approaching her mid-thirties. I <laughs> oh. am well into my thirties. I am thirty-three this year.
2: Woo! ooh, I mean ooh. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Um, I was actually just speaking with the ladies uh, on my birthday, and they were so sweet to surprise me with a couple of our friends to a dinner. And it was super touching. And, you know, I think I realized that for this year, this is the first birthday in a couple of birthdays where I felt like it was a really significant change in time. Even when I turned 30, it felt very kind of like, eh, yeah, I'm 30. But Mm -hmm. something about 33 feels very significant and important. I guess that's like the most significant thing that's happened since we've, since last we last hung out. Off? I don't know. Out. <laughs> uh, I aged basically. <laughs> yeah. hey. But like dating, like how's that going? Oh, you mean how it's not going. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I think along with the theme of a new year, this year I really do want to focus more on self and self-development. I think that I spent a lot of my early 30s developing my sense of self outside, meaning mm. like how I am at work, mm. uh, with friends. But this year is going to be a digging deeper within myself so that I can be better prepared. Paired with a partner or for a partner, so wow. basically wow. screw men right now. <laughs> I'm kidding. I mean, literally? literally or no, no, no. I, no. Screw I mean, men. don't screw men right now. No, I haven't. I'm still casually on the dating apps. I haven't really. I've gone out on a couple of dates, but I don't know. I'm focused more on kind of internal and and. Just personal scheduling type stuff. So go you. Uh, I don't good. know. But we don't maybe next episode I it might change. So that's how I am right now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll check so. in with you every episode. Yeah.
2: yeah. How about you, Mel? What's your update? Let's see. Last time we spoke, I recently got promoted. So that hmm. has been a, a pretty big shift for me in terms of like my work. It's definitely been a change I'm spending more time at the office than I expected so I'm there until like sometimes eight or nine so my focus has really been on my my job in terms of dating I have joined Janet on the dating apps okay welcome
1: welcome back to the dark side
2: and (laughs) I also left the dating apps (laughs) because I'm just like oh man like I think I am open to dating now and I'm ready for it but when when I was on the dating apps I'm just like this just doesn't feel right for me did that ever Mm -hmm. materialize
0: into an actual date or were you just talking to people and then you just kind of dropped it I
2: kinda of talked and I was just like, oh, I don't feel anything. And so I was like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna step back and not be on the apps right now. Yeah. Maybe mm. they'll just happen in person, hopefully, yeah. like at a grocery store. It didn't feel organic to me at yeah. all. Mm. And I did feel that way before when I was on the dating apps, but this time I was like, yeah, it doesn't feel right. So I'm not going to really be actively on it. Yeah.
1: You're just uh, going to be at the grocery store every Tuesday. Every Tuesday. Every Tuesday from 6 to 9. 9 Ranch. And, and, and Torrance. Every Thursday oh, and kidding. Saturday for any man who wants to come and uh, pick up on Miss Melody. Yes. Yeah.
0: You just keep, like, keep dropping things and then seeing who comes <laughs> by and picks it up for you.
2: Watches like no one does. And i end up picking <laughs> it up myself. I think I could re- relate to Janet. I feel like right now the period of my time is, especially like going through so much in 2018, I want to focus on me and like call it the leveling up season. Mm -hmm. It's the time to focus on you. And like, I think as you continue to progress in your own personal life, like a man will naturally just come in. Mm -hmm. So right man, the right person will come in.
0: I think a lot of people do say that when you're not focused on dating and you're focusing on yourself, that's the most attractive because that's when you're feeling confident and sexy. And then, that like aura just spreads to everyone around you. Yeah.
2: That's what I'm trying for, you know? Yeah. Spread that aura. <laughs> I won't wear deodorant and I'll wear that aura. i <laughs> are just kidding. I wear deodorant every day. But I guess like the biggest thing I would have to say that I learned from 2018 in my, in my breakup, I learned through that relationship that I'm actually really ready for a committed, serious relationship. And I was like, mm. oh, surprisingly, even though like I went through all that shit and, and the pain, I'm like, you know what? I'm ready for one. So when it comes, You'll I'm ready. ready yeah. You know? yeah. So I think that's. I've been up to. And what about Miss Helen? Yeah. have been on an
1: adventure.
0: I've been on many adventures. <laughs> so I've been gone for three months and I think people know by now that I was in Spain. But while I was in Spain, I also traveled to a bunch of different countries, 10 countries, 25 cities, while working th- throughout the week. So a lot of people were like, are you even working? Yeah. What? Yes, I, I was working. <laughs> and then during the weeks, I would actually plan for weekend adventures, mm-hmm. very last minute planning. But saw a lot of things and it was also my first time in Europe I've never been to Europe before this trip Mm -hmm. so just absorbing all of it I'm just like how have I not been here before this Europe is amazing yeah at the same time it's definitely not what I had expected it to be Mm -hmm. it is very challenging to go somewhere on your own and this is the first time that I went somewhere by myself without like anyone else so I did a similar stint in india for two months where i mm-hmm. went to go train our india team and i had someone else with me this like big white dude who was <laughs> who was there with kind of like my protector as yeah. we were walking around so i always felt safe the attention but deflected to him essentially exactly yeah, so yeah. <laughs> exactly but it, but what i realized is that i've never been to a place just solely by myself especially a place where i don't speak the language mm-hmm. and yeah. feeling that feeling of just absolute loneliness and that there's like no one that really cares about you on the entire side of the world, right? So it was like a really challenging feeling and we can talk more about that.
1: Yeah, and that is actually the topic of today's episode. We wanted to dive deeper into Helen's experience and specifically related to the topic of travel and spending time abroad.
2: You know, a lot of you guys are entering the workforce and you guys are traveling internationally or have the option. And also we want to hit on the topic of just traveling domestically. You know, for example, um, Jan and I both moved from, like LA to SF, SF to LA, Helen moved from Boston to LA. So you want to touch on that topic as well in this episode. That's kind of how I split my experiences. There were kind of two stints that I
1: did, 10-week programs in Kenya and Miami respectively for like work-related things. And then two instances where I moved uh, cities within the US uh, to San Francisco and then again to New York. And I kind of separate those experiences because I do think that it's very, it's a, you have different challenges and a different mentality when you're there for a place and it's a finite period versus kind of like open-endedly moving to a new city.
2: And for me, I did travel a couple times to Asia when I used to do freelance tour managing and I could talk about that. And I did move to LA from SF and that was definitely a shock for me because moving here and not knowing anyone could be a difficult time.
0: Yeah. And I think more often than not, that is the biggest thing that you experience, right? You don't have your safety net Mm -hmm. and you start to also realize that back home is where you have sort of like your comfort Mm -hmm. and your friends and you realize that you've taken some things for granted, Mm -hmm. right? Things that worked easier for you and it's just part of your life and you don't even realize until you're away from that comfortable environment and safety net that you're like
1: oh I don't have that anymore (laughs) and even appreciating just like being around people that share your values right yeah I remember I was like oh I love, you know I want to move to New York City and then I hate like the the suburbs of Orange County and then I came back and I was like oh my god trees and space (laughs) so while I was abroad so this is back in August
0: we actually did a little bit of recording Mm because we wanted to to record something more real time while mm-hmm. I was away so we can play that but just a little bit of a caveat I feel like overall the tone of when I was there recording this was that it was negative and I think it might have been because we recorded maybe halfway mm-hmm. through mm-hmm. my time there so only like a month and a half or so in and I was still getting over all of the different challenges but at the same time I wanted to bring up more of the negative things because I do feel like social media these days it paints a very fabricated view of what traveling is like Mm -hmm. and looks like. Mm -hmm. Like everything is not perfectly filtered. Everything's not perfectly placed, you know, and there's like no trash anywhere. That's not (laughs) correct. People erase trash from their pictures. So while I was abroad, I I think a part of, also, going there, I imagine travel to be what we see mm-hmm. in social media, right. but that's really just not the case. So if it sounds a little negative, that just is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> it was a reality check, right? It yeah. is. Yeah. It is.
2: And I think people need to realize you actually went to work. Yes. You weren't right. there for fun. I mean, you no. did yeah. schedule in time to travel for leisure, but you were there to for your job. Right. Yeah. And then, Mm -hmm. and the challenges of having to operate, like to work in a country
1: where you don't speak the language and you have a different like social etiquette with those people culturally and like work habits, right? Mm -hmm. Like that is super challenging. Oh my goodness. It was extremely different. But anyway, here we go. Play. So right now in LA, it is about 8am on a Thursday before work. Uh-huh. Um, Miss Helen joining us from across the world. So tell us a little bit about how your day was. Has it been hard to adjust?
0: Oh my gosh. Okay. So the first seven weeks here sucked, uh-huh. like really, like really, really bad. And I know I've like told you ladies about this briefly, but it was, and I don't, I don't like, like to talk about it too much. Cause I think people say like, Oh, you're traveling in Europe. Like that's like the best thing, best opportunity ever. Like, why are you even complaining? So there was a part of me that felt very guilty Mm -hmm. for talking negatively about the experience. My boyfriend heard all of it. And I'm pretty sure I was like mildly depressed for the first couple of weeks that I was here crying and just like lonely and sad. And I think a lot of people do think that when you're traveling, like have fun, just get out there. Like, sure. You can say that, but that's not the case. If you are traveling alone, don't know the language don't know how things operate and just like literally feeling invisible because no one really wants to help you. There was one point when I had to move apartments and I didn't have like a place to live because I got to my apartment at 930 and I was supposed to get here by nine, but no one had communicated that to me. So I was pretty much out on the street with like my two big suitcases, one small carry on a, a duffel And then I had this huge comforter, like a queen-size comforter, practically immobile and couldn't, like, go anywhere. And I didn't know what to do. Like, I couldn't get into my apartment. Mm -hmm. And I was, like, thinking about just sleeping on the bench. Don't have anyone to, like, call up and just say, like, hey, uh, can you just come by and maybe can I stay over for a night or something? Or um, can you just, like, help me bring my stuff to a hotel
2: yeah like yeah. I had
0: no one to call for that and that—that that is probably the saddest feeling I've ever felt Aww. that I can think back and recall on just feeling like no one around you cared about you
2: oh my god man yeah. that Aww. makes me sad <laughs> So what happened?
0: Like, where did you sleep? So, so I was like calling uh, my boyfriend and literally just like crying the whole time. And I was like, what do I do? And like data is super expensive and I didn't mm-hmm. have Wi-Fi. So it's like just calling people and looking things up took, I knew that was going to be very costly too. So all that combined. Eventually I was able to reach someone through work who reached out to the owner of the home. So there's like an agent and then the, and then the owner. And the owner actually drove like an hour- to me and let me into my apartment but I didn't get in until like twelve thirty. so I was pretty much just sitting outside on the bench mm-hmm. with all my stuff on the street for three hours unsure what I was going to do dang one thing that is also surprising is that so I mean I've never been to Europe before this is the first time I've ever stepped foot into Europe and I guess I never really thought about the color of my skin before and being cognizant of The fact that I look different from other people as Mm -hmm. much as I have here. Yeah. Especially if you're traveling by yourself, you're just very cautious about everything around Mm -hmm. you. And before I got here, people told me, like, oh, yeah, Europe is like petty theft is really big. And I was like, okay, well, people are going to target me because I look like a foreigner. And I was like, oh, shit, I can't like leave my room. I can't like do anything. So literally, there were times that I would just like stay at home and not want to go out, not want to do anything.
1: Have you been able to like meet some people there as well?
0: I think that's another thing where we say like finding friends as an adult is difficult, right? Mm -hmm. But like finding friends as an adult that speaks a different language than you is like super difficult. (laughs) I mean, I feel like I'm a pretty friendly person. I can make friends pretty easily, but I think here, I mean, people at work, were very friendly, but I mean, just imagine for us, right? If someone were to come up to us and they like only spoke mandarin or something like that like it'd be difficult to really integrate them with within our group mm-hmm, and right. if you know they're going to leave anyway do you really want to make that effort
2: right yeah and mm. helen was saying or she was like messaging us she was like this is like online dating this is freaking <laughs> yeah. hard because when we hang out with your boyfriend he's like yeah helen's like he's like so he's like so understanding of your situation you could just tell so yeah. i'm like oh that's good yeah how
1: has that been then like trying to maintain like relations with your family and your friends while you're abroad, especially because the time difference like we're finding is like almost day and night, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that, I mean, that hasn't been easy. And I feel like every time, so I talk to my boyfriend when I go to sleep and then that's when he wakes up and then vice versa. We started to do this thing where we wrote emails to each other so that it'd be a lot more like in depth and detailed oh, about our yeah. day. Cause we found that like every time we talked, it'd be very surface level and be like, okay, it's 3am. I got to go after like a two minute conversation and be like, okay, what the fuck?
2: (laughs) I love how you guys email. That's so old school, sort of. That sounds weird to say old school about emailing, but.
1: Do you feel like that's actually kind of like enhanced your relationship?
2: At first it was very
0: difficult because I was 100% reliant on him for my happiness because I couldn't find anything here that made me happy because I felt so out of my comfort zone. Like that time when I was... uh, pretty much out on the street i was like where are you like i need you right now if you're not there i don't know what i'm gonna do you know so over time in my own mind i was like okay well I, i need to be more independent and not so reliant on him and i need to find different things that makes me happy because he is so busy within his own life that he can't just drop everything to to talk to me and make sure that i'm doing okay yeah so i think overall that was for sure like a growth aspect and I think I'm, like, pretty much there. Like, after that seven... I remember that seven-week mark. I was just like, fuck it, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> just go have fun. Ugh. Like, whatever. This is temporary. And, I mean, I was, I've been trying to tell myself that. But it wasn't until, I don't know, that seven weeks mm-hmm. when you start getting yeah. more comfortable with places around you, speaking the language and all that.
2: I think being in a really moment of insecurity in a foreign country, like, you're able to turn it around and be like, you know what? I'm going to take action. I'm going to fucking learn Spanish. I'm going to be like... All right, boyfriend, yeah. wait a bit. I'm going to go have fun, you know, and do you. So I think it's really empowering yeah. that you're able to do that. And, like, I was talking to you yesterday about this, and you are like, you're actually kind of sad to come home now, right? Because you, lo- you actually enjoy it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it's weird because, like, being here, I've had some of my lowest lows and also some of my like highest highs and it's just like emotional roller coaster all over the place. Mm-hmm. If I know that if I were 20 and I kind of like didn't really know where I needed to be and wasn't really grounded anywhere that it would be a lot easier because now me being over here I'm like okay, well I know I want to build my life in LA. I know like my friends like you guys, I want to like fortify those relationships as well as with like my boyfriend and family and all of that and like build something together, right? Mm-hmm. And so, a part of me always felt like my heart was always at home, and a and a mm. other part was just like, "What the fuck am I doing?" <laughs> like, yeah, you're over here, like pretty much with a Spanish knowledge of like a child, and trying to get by. Like, what are you really trying to do over here? But at the same time, I know that just putting myself in that place has grown different aspects of my life in terms of like independence so when
1: you return though is there it's kind of like a nice fresh slate though like you're going to return to a life that pre-existed but are there any key things that you think you want to change or that you want to bring with you from Spain
0: oh I think like having more time to myself like I realized that in LA we're so busy yeah and The good thing about being here is I can literally count on my one hand, the number of friends that I have. And so I have a lot of time for myself and I'm able to like read a book, like Mm -hmm. (laughs) write in my journal more often. Mm -hmm. And I feel like in LA, it's just like every single minute is taken up with something. Even if it's like a personal thing, like working out, it's always like something's always scheduled in there and there's no like free time to just let your mind wander. Right. So I don't know how that's going to happen, but that's something I definitely want to bring back. I definitely want to hang out with you guys, though. I'm not saying I don't want to hang oh, out no, with no. you guys. Don't worry. You're going to text from us, then. Uh,
2: let's go out. <laughs> I know we got to sign off soon for this portion because we got work.
0: Got to get ready for
2: work. Appreciate you ladies talking
0: about my experience here. I feel like I've been so negative about everything. but You know what it is?
2: I don't think maybe. so. I just feel like, honestly, it's like when you're going through these times, like it's Imagine being isolated and feeling so alone. Yeah. Like you can't help but feel a little dark and depressed. And it's just like that was your experience. It, it is what it is. Like you're not you're not shitting on yeah. the country. It's like it's great, but like I personally had a hard time.
0: As a foreigner, you have to realize that you're a foreigner in someone else's country, and so I kept trying to tell myself that that it's like you're the weird one. Like you're <laughs> the
1: one that needs to adapt. That sounds like an exercise in humility, right? It, like it brings you to kind of recognize that something is different but yeah that maybe other people's way could have its benefits
2: all right ladies i know janet has to go to work it was good catching up in the yeah
1: oh just yeah so for mel and i we are now going to go start our day and miss helen is going to uh, her day. wrap her day yeah
2: You guys, we actually, me and Janet woke up at 7 a.m. to do this recording with Helen.
1: Yeah, L.A. and Madrid literally is, like, an eight-hour time difference, so it was kind of, like, day and night. It mm-hmm. took us, I think, a week to just, like, schedule <laughs> this yeah, recording. Yeah, yeah. So that was great that you guys got to hear kind of the real, um, like, that was... Helen's perspective while she was there. Now we wanted to kind of, maybe let's just walk through the life cycle of what it's like to go abroad. Mm -hmm. So, you know, start from the beginning. Imagine that you have just kind of made the decision you're going to go. How are you feeling? I was extremely excited because
0: I'd never been to Europe. I had heard all of these great things about Spain, about the culture, like the very deep history that's Mm -hmm. embedded in all of Europe. And I was very excited to go. Even just like I remember the first day going to the street corner and getting fresh bread for less than one euro, like a mm. roll of bread and just sticking it into my purse and feeling like I was part of a foreign movie. Yeah. I was like, this is dope.
1: <laughs> but this then is g- dough. Sorry. <laughs> this is dope. This is Sorry. dope dough. <laughs> I, I one dope in dope there. Dough. Yeah, I could definitely, I can, I'm trying to like remember when I went to like Kenya or even like when I first moved to New York, it was Yeah, the first moments where you land and you're everything you're seeing is brand new and stimulating Mm -hmm. and inspiring. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it felt like really fresh and and good.
2: Yeah, man. I I think naturally I'm just a worried worried. Worried Oh
1: yeah, yeah. are you one of those people that's like anxious? Oh my god! uh, Until you're there, kind of. I'm anxious, like yeah, in the beginning too. It's just
2: nerve wracking because I even remember moving to LA. I literally packed my stuff and I had to be the first one to get the keys for the apartment. So I was like, fuck, I'm running late. I actually uh, got pulled over by the cops. because oh. <laughs> I was running so late. I was like, but I, I swear I'm just moving and I need to meet this time for the leasing office. Yeah, yeah. But arriving to LA, because like I think in general, like when people move to LA, it's like, oh, it's the like city of dreams. Yeah. And I got here, I was like, shit, these roads are fucking narrow. Like, <laughs> that's the first thing I noticed, is just like, And it's weird to think that like I'm actually be living here. Mm. It changes. Even though like I'm from like the Bay to LA, I was nervous for sure. So, one of my first gigs as, like, a freelance tour manager was to go to Malaysia, and I was there by myself.
1: Ooh. Mm. So, that
2: was scary for me, because I was 23, 24 at the time. Okay, yeah. So, I was young, and then I, like, I never been to, like, to, to Malaysia, and I was literally, like, shitting my pants the whole fucking time. Cause I, it just Because it's foreign. You don't know what to do. Like, yeah. How yeah. do I get Wi-Fi? How do I get the currency? I don't know any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, mm-hmm. So, for me, I... <laughs> I'm not excited until I land. Okay. And it sounds like for Helen, because you started hitting some of those issues that
1: Mel's discussing as well, right? Pretty much day
0: one after yeah. the whole baguette <laughs> after, story. <so> you, yeah, <laughs> you got
1: your bread, and then you're like, uh, okay, now that that's done. Really? <laughs> yep.
2: I do want to talk about like after reality hits, um, you get homesick. Yeah. And I think that's naturally the
0: next phase after feeling these like frustrations Mm -hmm, in their experience of things that you're not comfortable with it's like well I kind of miss home because home is where things are comfortable (laughs) and things are easy and you know how
2: to do things you have people that you can connect with and they can trust Mm -hmm. like I think luckily technology is so amazing nowadays Mm -hmm. um for me when I moved to LA I actually didn't know anyone like a lot of my friends moved back home to the bay so one thing I relied on heavily was like FaceTime with my mom Mm -hmm. and then you know A blessing is that LA is kind of pretty close to SF so I if I'm really like fiending for home I could drive back in five six hours and I do have my friends come visit me from periods of times and it's just like getting that dose of home it just feels so good yeah you know it's like these are people that understand you and know you for who you are and when I actually first moved to LA one of the difficult things I faced was like feeling that people didn't understand me sometimes like Mm -hmm. I would act a certain way and that's like people are like I don't get you and I'm like what like but I'm yeah. You know, getting misjudged. Right. So, yeah, you know, yeah. that's something I face. And so when you have your friends come down, your mom who, who gets you, you're like, you get me. Like that feeling feels so great. Yeah. You know? I know for me, yeah, the time that I spent up in the Bay Area right after college,
1: similar to Mel, like I was able to drive home. So I do remember having many like weekends that felt empty because at first I didn't really know anyone when I was up there. But yeah, I was able to visit home like once a month. But probably the hardest experience of missing home, I remember being in Kenya. I was... I think it might've been week seven or eight when I was really close to the end of my 10 weeks and it hit so hard because I couldn't, this was in like 2008. So the technology was mm-hmm. like, I had a janky little cell phone and mm-hmm. I so I could only hear my, I had like a couple of phone calls with my parents, but otherwise it was like really no one. And I just remember like sitting in the kitchen of the like, home of the family that I was living in and just like staring out the window and me, like, Oh my God, I can like, I'm like counting down. I got three more weeks. Come on. Yeah. I can do this. I'm yeah. <laughs> so far away from home. Yeah.
0: I feel like the word home was like really emphasized while I was mm-hmm. this time around while mm-hmm. I was away. And I guess, yes, because I, cause I missed like the comforts of home and things yeah. that were easy and all of that. But I just remember there was one time, so I went to a very small city, beautiful city. That's like two, three hours away from Prague. Yeah. Yeah. Sesky Krumlov. So I was there, and I remember thinking to myself as I was in that hotel room, like, damn, home or the next level of comfort is that hotel room in Prague that I was staying in. And home beyond that is Madrid. And that's not even really my home home, right? Like, I couldn't wait to get back to Madrid because during that period of time, I was actually really... I felt very far away from places and yeah. lonely. And I think a lot of people also say, oh man, like, don't you just want to escape to like Italy or escape to a very far place yeah. where no one knows your name? That sounds amazing. But at the same time, when you're there, you're like, oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> I don't know if I want to be here. Yeah. And I remember, so yeah, Madrid was like my next home stop. And then thinking back, like LA is my next home, Home but LA is not even my home home. And I was like, Boston's my home. Yeah. I am so many steps away from home right now. Yeah. And yeah, that's when it like hit me and I felt super just like lonely and far away from everything at that, at that time. So then like
1: now, how do you define home?
0: I would say I think LA is my home mm-hmm. where I live but Boston's for sure is like my home home yeah like my from. start start zero yeah <laughs> and yeah. I've expanded from there yeah right? it's like LA's your extension
2: yeah right? and I, yeah. I feel the same way with the bay it's just like when you go back everything is kind of how it was when you left it yeah and la is like where you're starting like your life that's how I kind of feel it define home differently or the same as you yeah one thing that's really difficult when you're starting a new life or working abroad is like you feel lonely because you have no friends, or you're literally starting fresh. It's like, how do you even build your network or your foundation again, right? And I think I had no friends moving here. I had some people you could rely on, but I think because uh, we get messages from people saying like, "Oh, like I'm moving. Like, how do you guys make new friends? Like, how do you do this?" And I think, I think the first thing you feel when you're experiencing this stuff is like, I feel fear. Like, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to put myself out of my comfort zone. know yeah. I already, I'm already uncomfortable, but. But in order for you to, like, build that foundation that you actually need in a new city or whatever, it's, like, you literally have to be, like, all right, I'm uncomfortable. I got to be a little more uncomfortable to right. make friends and really extend yeah. that handout to people you might not really know as well or yeah. just, like, putting yourself out there. I know, Helen, you're – she was joking around with us saying, like, is this how it feels to, like – to to be on a dating app and like yeah, yeah so just putting yourself out there. Yeah,
0: yeah right? I was on like uh, meetings.com. <laughs> 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 the most basic searches. Yeah. And like Facebook expat groups and all that. And I would message people and be like, hey, I'm new here. Like I see you're new too. Yeah. And like copy and paste that message and just send it. I'm like,
2: is this what people do for dating? Yeah. They're just like yeah. sending the same greetings to everyone. And now being like 27, I have a lot of friends who are younger that are moving to different cities or moving into LA now and like they don't know how to, make new friends but mm-hmm. I think it's just like your first instinct really is to like I want to be myself like comfort is like I rely on me but it's just like to a certain point like you kind of meet people somehow yeah. and it's like you I think and right? that's for me New York was a really humbling experience
1: because I think generally in the past when I have moved it's like you know I'm used to just being this like independent person and right. ambitious and I'm gonna go because yeah. I have a task that I want to accomplish yeah and then you get there and you realize oh, wait, I need people. Like, right. you know, your, your day isn't going to be 24-7 working or doing whatever it is yeah. that you're out there to do. And I think as as an alternative to, um, or as like a compliment to, to just kind of cold reaching or like going out and searching for people, also ask your friends. Because like I met a lot of people in New York through friends of oh, friends. Right. And that was a really good, and that probably harder to do in like Spain. Yeah. But if you're moving, if you're doing like an inter-US move, that's always a good thing to like tap your college network, even like working like coworkers, if they have friends abroad. Mm. Yeah. Or in that city. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I agree. I think community groups also really help.
0: Yeah, uh, like meetup, meetups.com is another meet, meeting. Yeah, meetups.com. <laughs> meetups. <laughs> I did yeah. use in New York as
2: well. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of weird people there. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, It's kind of, that was, it's a little bit like the Craigslist of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Um, I actually remember when I went to Malaysia that I felt very, I felt very scared. Yeah. Um, it was my first time. But luckily, like what Janet said, like I was connected to a friend there who knew how to speak English. So it's like, I didn't even know him, but it felt like, I knew him right away just by him going to dinner with me. And it was just like, just having that little moment, yeah. it meant a lot. You know, it's just. Your dose of home, even though he wasn't even from US, he's like from Canada or something. Okay, so you're dealing with the feeling of loneliness and homesickness,
1: but eventually you'll hit kind of a, a period where you start to develop your pattern and your habits and you learn kind of like where your lunch spot is maybe or, or different things like that. So maybe share with us when that kind of started for you and what were those moments it takes time i think when you first arrive at an area you don't know where what
0: the next street looks like you mm-hmm. don't know where things are but then when you start having your like local grocery store that you always go to yeah. or like the, the bar that with a really nice bartender that mm-hmm. always gives you like an extra shot or something yeah let's go there <laughs> <laughs> and like just realizing like hey here i'm in a place right now that has 3 dollar wines there's siestas tapas free snacks like there's so much other Things here that I'm not going to get when I get back, back to the states, and then when I started to realize that, that's when I think my uh, mindset started transitioning. Mm-hmm. And then I also took started taking Spanish classes because I realized like I couldn't order anything from a restaurant other than
1: pointing at shit and be like, <laughs> uh, "Which one?" Yeah, so yeah. it's really being proactive, right? So you saw that the experience is not going well. You were doing things to like open yourself to the culture and establish like a sense of like presence there. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah.
0: So this is actually a moment when I was in traveling in India mm-hmm. where that was a very huge culture shock Mm -hmm. and for me I was like what am I doing here like I don't understand their way of life and I kind of just wanted to like sit there and wait for the two months to go by Mm yeah it hit me that it's like okay well Helen you are a foreigner in their country Mm -hmm. and they've had like centuries of history that's built up to their present day Mm -hmm. who are you to come in here and say what they're doing is not the right way Mm -hmm. of doing things Mm -hmm. right and I think it was until I had that moment of realization, I was like, okay, well, maybe just try and adapt and fall into how they do things and try and learn something, like a mm-hmm. thing or two mm-hmm. yeah. to bring back. But yeah, that, that happened in Spain too, where I'm like, oh, I don't like how they do things. Like and now I'm like, and then you open up. Yeah. Exactly. And I'm like, dude, two hours RCS yes is fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> what, was I, what was I so concerned about? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I would say for, for me, um, or, and this is maybe a tip for anyone who's like moving to new cities or like taking time, I would have my like regular habits or like I would make grocery shopping an event and I would do that maybe twice a week, right? And that becomes like an activity where you're going out regularly instead of just like staying in by yourself yeah, or yeah. something yeah. like that. And then I would extend it. Like I would walk to the grocery store instead of taking a cab or something. Mm. And then like coming back from work from Kenya, I would always stop by a certain shop to get peanuts or to get roasted corn and interact with the people. So just building kind of like like habits just, outside of the home, the I habits, guess. Yeah. yeah. Especially cause like I am a very introverted person and it could, it's very, my default is just to like stay by myself, yeah. to go home to my family, have dinner with them and like go to bed. Yeah. Actually that's exactly what I did in Spain. So I was
0: choosing gyms and I was like, oh, "Here, here's a really nice one, like an Equinox type gym or one that's more cost conscious. Yeah. And I was like, well, I want this to be my mundane activity that's also my oasis. Yeah. So I went for the more expensive one. And actually that made like a world of a difference because I spent a lot of time there. Right. I actually got the most fit I've ever been because I was in the gym so much. Because that's like <laughs> my activity that felt like home. Yeah, right. Yeah. These like small things that just give you a sense of home yeah. because you're used to you know I mean weights are weights Like yeah, they're yeah.
1: consistent wherever you go yeah. yeah I definitely I did that in New York too I, I joined a gym and then also this sounds silly but walking the streets Whole Foods was always my like safe space <laughs> oh interesting <laughs> um, um, yeah cause it's it was like I'm familiar with that market I know I can get the drink that I want I know that I can get the lunch that I want so you know and fine. this is terrible but Taco Bell was my <laughs> 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 Taco Bell in Spain so wrong
2: but so right <laughs> I think one thing I really enjoyed now that I'm looking back after I moved to LA is like to look back and be like, you know what? I actually made a life for myself here. You know, yeah. I, think that, I think that's a really great feeling after yeah. like going through all that discomfort and all that like struggle. It's like, you know what? Like I I have a job now that I'm comfortable with. I have friends that I can rely on. I think it's kind of similar to college when you, you go into school for the first time, you're trying to like figure out your group and like your yeah. orgs. But after like midway into year one, you're like, you know what? I found my groove. Yeah. I think eventually... At some point when you move for work, you know, go abroad, you'll reach a point where you're like, you know what? I'm good. I'm good. I, I'm good. Yeah. And I think it's just like knowing that in the beginning, it's going to be uncomfortable knowing that you're going to struggle a bit. But then after that, it's going to be like so much better.
1: And I think it's good, Mel, that you mentioned that timing
2: it, about a year. And that's
1: something for our listeners, um, you know, like to be patient with yourself because it really does. I've heard from multiple other people who've moved cities that it takes about a year of time to really mm-hmm. adjust mm-hmm. and to get comfortable. So don't get frustrated with yourself if it's like a couple months in and, you know. And I think when you do leave your home
0: and try something different, like, you grow leaps and bounds. Yeah. Compared oh, I to agree. Your, For me, traveling, like, those three months in Spain, I feel like I lived the emotions of, like, two years packed yeah. together yeah. into these three months. Yeah.
2: Well, Helen, now that you're home, how is it like for you? I feel like I'm doing exactly what I did before I
0: left. <laughs> I I remember we might have recorded this too. I, I remember saying that when I came back, I wanted more me time. Yeah, like time for myself and time to like read a book, and, <laughs> <laughs> and and just like write in my journal more consistently. And I have not had time to do that at all.
1: Is there anything that you miss about about your time there?
0: The fr- I think the, the freedom of just having time mm. and I remember when I was there and having that time I was like oh, what am I doing with my life <laughs> yeah. like I don't know I'm not filling up this empty time but yeah like those those luxuries of just having time for yourself and also traveling and seeing so many different things and learning and absorbing versus here I think it, it feels more like I'm just pushing from like date like event to event to mm. event to mm-hmm. yeah which I, I don't think is a bad thing it's good one thing that I miss while I was abroad is that I didn't feel like I was building something mm. right like building something more longer term I was building on myself and my mm-hmm, character right. while I was over there but here it's more like building abg or like building things at work and and building relationship with like my boyfriend now right, right. all of that was not available so yeah. no matter no matter where you are grass is always greener right, on the other right. side yeah. always always always
2: it was so great to catch up with Helen I know we haven't got to talk to you as much about your travels because you know we used to talk every day but now to hear about like what you went through it's like Man, we definitely missed you. I missed you. Welcome back. I I didn't get to go to visit you when Janet went to visit. Yeah, and I was like, "Fuck." (laughs)
0: Janet and I had fun off three dollar bottles of wine. (laughs) I'm sure you guys did,
2: Um, but I'm happy that you guys also got to like get an update about what us three have been up to. There is so much in store for season three. We are so excited. We did have an Instagram live kind of talking about what we want to accomplish for this season. We do want to be more interactive with you guys. We're trying to host more um, like IG lives with you guys. And we're thinking about doing some possible meetups. Shit. Hopefully people come. <laughs> if not, it'll just be uh, us three, three drinking hands. wine. <laughs> and Drinking
1: wine. But you know what? That's, I'm okay with that too. That's okay. Yeah. It sounds like an awesome time. But join us. Yeah, please. <laughs> We've had some requests from people um, about whether we are selling t-shirts or hats or merch. So we're starting to do a bit of research into that. And if you guys have any specific items that you'd like to see, you know, send us messages on either Instagram or you can email us at asianbossgirl at gmail.com. And I think another
0: goal for ours, for this season at least, is we've been getting a couple emails for speaking engagements. And, I mean, if you have connections or are part of a company that does want to bring us out to do a speaking engagement, please send us an email. I
2: was like, all right, you guys, this wraps up the first episode of season three. We are fucking
1: excited to be back. We're officially, officially back with the release of this episode. So, woo! Yeah! Every Thursday, we'll be back.
2: Here we are, in your ear.
1: (laughs) Speaking of being in your ear, um, you should just subscribe. (gasps) That's pretty good.
0: That's pretty good. All right, that's good. Keep going, Jen.
1: Speaking of being in your ear, if you want us in your ear um, on the weekly, you should hit that subscribe button on iTunes. Uh, You can always give us a rating and a review too, if you're enjoying what you're listening to. We very much appreciate that.
2: We're also very active on social media, so if you guys listen to this episode, leave us a plane emoji in the comments. A plane emoji, like, like a plane an airplane, airplane,
0: airplane. <laughs> like a, a blank emoji. Oh,
2: plane. god damn! <laughs> yeah, I guess we're officially back with these lame jokes. <laughs> but yeah, so we're also we're active on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So catch us there as well, and we'll see you all next Thursday. Bye. Bye.